Morning, Saints. My name is Junior Watson. I have a song to share with you. Um, don't listen to my advice. Just read the words. It's to glorify God. It's not about me. This song was brought to me by a brother. And um, when I told him I was going to sing it, he smiled. So I'd like the church to, you know, get this same book. Look at um, 10, the black book. We're going to sing it together, please. <clears throat> This is like a testimony for me. Come from through the third third and, and uh, to the fourth one the fifth one fourth one the streams of mercy never ceasing call for songs of loudest praise jesus sought me when a stranger a wandering from wandering from the fall of god he to save my soul from danger interpose his precious blood let that grace lord like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Teach me, Lord, some rapturous measure. Meet for the blood-bought hosts above, while I sing the countless treasure of my God's unchanging love. Yet thou, Lord, hast designed to seal, seal it with thy spirit from above. Rescued us from sin, danger purchased by the Savior's blood. May I walk and hurt a stranger as a son and heir of God. You know, when you think where you were before, lost, 
we're all lost. And Jesus, you were, you were, you know, in trespasses and sin, lost, and God in his mercy came and plucked us out. Sometime, you know, I wondered to myself, I said, there's millions of people around this world, on this earth. Me, why did you choose me? But I will not question him. I just give you thanks. Amen. Yeah, good morning. Thank you, Santiago, for the reminder that the world still needs to hear about Jesus. Um, I would leave one verse with you, and you probably know it. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not in your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He'll direct your paths. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And that's just a reminder for all of us this morning. In all our ways, we want to acknowledge him. When we have this service like this and we share like Junior shared uh, that song, he's acknowledging the Lord in his life. And we have opportunity to acknowledge the Lord. And I just want to remind us uh, just a couple of verses that talk about acknowledging the Lord. Um, you think about the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, <clears throat> when Jesus talked to his disciples about uh, talking to the Father. He, read, he shared this prayer with them. He said in uh, 6, starting in verse 8, Therefore do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. And then the prayer starts in 9. Pray then in this way, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So as we see the Lord sharing this prayer with the disciples and just reminding them of some of the things we need to be coming to the Lord for and acknowledging the Lord as needs and um, desires in our heart, it starts out with, let's come to the Father in heaven. Acknowledge him, give him the glory, and give him um, the opportunity to work in every situation. So come to our Father that's in heaven, and as we come to him, remember who he is. Hallowed be your name. I am holy. The Lord said, I am holy. Be you holy as I am holy. And as we think of the Lord's presence in our lives, it's just uh, humbling to realize that, wow, he's right here with us always, and he's holy. We can worship him. And thank you, Lord, for being right here with us right now. Thank you for your presence. Okay, thy kingdom come. This goes along with what Santiago was saying. You know, we want to see the gospel get out into all the world. We want the Lord to come back, but before he comes back, he wants the word to go out into all the world, to all languages and tribes and tongues. So we need to be praying about that. We need to be praying for missionaries that want to go out. We need to be supporting them, but we need to be praying, God, there's still people out there that need to hear. Lord, do your work. Raise up people to go. Send forth laborers. Lord, we want those people to hear, but we need to be praying about that. The Lord was reminding his disciples with that. Give us this day our daily bread or granola. I have granola every morning when I start the day. But our resources that we need, Lord, give us what we need. Give us our uh, the things that will help us both physically and spiritually. Give us this day our daily bread in your word. 
Lord, let me be in your word and feeding, feasting on your word, growing in your word. Forgive us our debts and lead us not into temptation. And then it ends, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So the Lord is just reminding the disciples and us to acknowledge the Lord. And one way we can do that is in the, uh, the Our Father. Okay, just one more thing, and then I'll close here. First uh, Chronicles 29.10, this is when David uh, committed the building of the temple to the Lord. And it's just a great uh, prayer and a great reminder of how David acknowledged the Lord in this. So it's First Chronicles 29, and I'll read 10 through 20. And it says this, David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly, saying, Praise be to you, Lord, the God of our father Israel. From everlasting to everlasting, yours, Lord, is the greatness, the power and the glory, the majesty and the splendor, for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, our God, we give thanks and praise your glorious name. I think I'll just end there. But just David, as he's thinking about this uh, project they had to build the temple, uh, he is coming to the Lord in humility and saying, wow, God, you're worthy. Help us to do this so that we can honor you uh, with this uh, temple. But anyway, just some reminders about acknowledging the Lord. Uh, Good morning, everyone. Uh, My name is uh, Dr. Eliseo Nunez. Uh, missionary, and uh, I'm in charge of uh, Spanish ministry in like Howard Bible Chapel. Uh, I don't want to start right, right? Buenos dias. <laughs> when we have a deep and personal relationship with God, our hard times are not the same as for people don't have it. We want things to go away, but those times of challenges and sadness are not without their good side. As things happen to us during those times that are as precious as a diamonds, because that it uh, when we have the opportunity to experience the presence of the Lord in a deeper way. It is good to start well, but it's even better to to stay firm into the end. Genesis chapter 5, verse 24. The Bible says that Enoch walked with God. Instead of saying Enoch Live with God. The word walking implies a steady and a progressive relationship and not just casual acquaintance. Walking with God is a lifelong work and no an hour's work. Enoch was transferred to heaven before the flaws just of the church, we will transfer to heaven before the tribulation begins. 
Hebrews chapter 5, uh, 11, sorry, and the verse 5, by faith Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. At some point of his life, Enoch must have received a promise from God that he would go to heaven without dying. Until that time, they had to die sooner or later. There was no evidence that anyone had been transferred without sin, death. But God promised and he not believed. And so it happened. He now walked with the invisible God for 365 years. You can see it on those verses between uh, 21 to through, uh, through 24 on Genesis 5. And then he walked into eternity. Before being transferred, he has testimony that he has blessed God. The life of faith always blessed God. You are blessed and trusted him. No amount of good works can make up for a lack of faith. After all, it's say and done. When someone refuses to believe God, he is making him a liar. In First John chapter 5 and verse 10 says, However does not believe God has made him, a liar. People think they are can accept or reject reject God's testimony about Christ. But John wants them to know what to reject it, is to accuse God of being a liar. And how can God be pleasant with those who consider him a liar? Faith is the only thing that gives God his rifle place and that also puts men in his own place. Faith not only believes that God exists, but trusts that he rewards those who seek him. Let's learn to walk by faith and not by sign. Thank you. More teacher There is a passage of scripture that has been troubling my heart for a number of years. And I recall sharing that passage with a very learned individual, maybe not in a way fully described by the Bible. And he, uh, he said to me that that's not what the Scripture says of that passage. And I left his office uh, wondering, type of uh, learned brother was he? And the struggles that I came to to seek advice of was not the type of answer that I was expecting of a brother. And this is the, the, the scripture that I attempt to share with that brother because it was bothering me over the period of time when I was going through my crisis. It's found in the book of Luke chapter 15, verse 7. And I said, I caught the passage of scripture in this way. The scripture passage reads... My name is Gregory Plater, by the way. Sorry about that. I should learn my lesson by now. 
In Luke chapter 15, verse 7, it says, I tell you the truth, in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who have no need for repentance. And I did not add the more joy. So he captured that more. It was almost to say that whatever it is that you know of the Bible, you still have to learn a lot more. And I says, I thank you for that. But I was very disturbed. However, I do ministry uh, to some of the people in my country of Guyana. And I do ministry to Muslims and Hindus. And I find in the last three or so years since I couldn't travel back to Guyana, sadly enough, I don't know if I have the right to share this, but I do not believe in the vaccine. And as a result of that, my government decided that they're going to impose restrictions on some of us who wants to come back home. I used to believe when I was part of the government that when you're elected to the high office of the land, that you were considered to be a servant, not a dictator. But when power gets into the hands of some of these individuals, they feel like they have the right to subject you to the issues that some of us take for granted. However, I could not go back to Guyana. It's been almost like three years now. So I, I, I've been praying and asking God, how is it that I can spend my time more wisely sharing my life with the same people that I've spent so many years with, 19 plus years, together with my two brothers, one, they're both in Virginia. They can't go back because of age. And so I spend my time reading and studying and, and crying out to God in the way that he wants me to go and you know, it was a struggle for me. It still is a struggle for me because some of the people that I try to share my faith with, uh, particularly Muslims, very challenging people. I know time is running out. But while I was going through some, some areas of my reading, I was reading this particular uh, aspect about the fallen tree in the jungle. I thought it was kind of interesting. It took me by, by surprise. It says, this guy is... is Writing, he says, fallen trees make me sad, especially those who, whose root lose their grip while the rest of the tree is still otherwise healthy. Our family lives, our family lives near the Rock Creek National Park that stretches from Washington, D.C. to Maryland. We walk its wood, wooded trails almost daily, and I genuinely grieve when I see a tree uprooted from, after the storm. Only recently have I realized that my sadness is a reflection of something deeper. The emotions evoked by fallen trees echo my grief over all the people with whom I have walked the path of faith, only to witness them falling away. There are many missionaries who first shared the gospel with me, leaders of our small church in Central Asia, and friends with whom I have sought the Lord in, in the midst of difficulties. I look upon them as my heroes. They provided comfort, encouragement, support in my hardest time. When I see a fallen tree, I relive the grief of seeing friends, mentors, brothers, and sisters walk away from the faith in the one true God. Why does it hurt so much to see someone renounce the faith? It certainly creates a sense of personal loss. But I grieve, I grieve for more than a broken fellowship. I grieve for the loss 
of their relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so take me back to Luke, which is more joy in heaven over loss of one lost sinner that repented in, in 99. So back in Guyana, and I'm close with these thoughts, there are lots of people that I that sat with me in many different areas. And we talk about the love of Jesus. We go through a lot of different areas of the Bible. And of the years that I have been with them, they have impressed me to really have a great love for the Lord Jesus Christ. But of recent, it wasn't too long, that I started seeing some of my brothers going the way of the world. Some of them have actually given up in terms of believing in this one that they profess to know and love so dearly. And I can tell you one thing. I just lost my little puppy, and I grieve for him even after three, three plus weeks. Can you imagine the ones that are actually falling apart around me without Jesus, as the scripture says, without hope? How should we respond inwardly about those around us who is alive? Did we let them go the way of that lost soul that will forever be separated from God? I'm going to close with that thought. I just pray that, uh, that each of us will mark our time well before we exit. That the people who sit and talk and are around us, that we be praying that God will give us the words to be an encouragement to them. If not, the desire to see them get saved, to be with the Lord Jesus Christ in glory. Amen.